0: Hello everyone, welcome back to the Answer Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana and today we're here with Aaron Newhart of E-Studio Events. How's it going?
1: It's great. Thanks so much for having me, Chris.
0: Absolutely. So tell me about yourself and the business.
1: Yeah. So um, I'm Aaron Newhart um, and I own E-Studio Events. I, um, I assist organizations on a mission to reach their live event goals. So that could be community building, it could be fundraising. It could be um, really anything that, that goes into a live event. Mm-hmm. And um, I've really harnessed my 15 years of um, nonprofit and corporate event planning experience to be yeah. able to bring that to people. Because
0: so. cool. I've done a couple events just yeah. here, and that can be it's challenging. People don't realize, like, oh, I want to throw an event together. And then depending on the scope of that, that can be a lot of work.
1: Yeah, it absolutely can be. It's definitely something that I love the details and I love the logistics that's my favorite part of events to plan and so looking at all of the different pieces I it comes naturally to me and so that's one of the things that I look to do for my clients is to alleviate that stress and pressure that it might they may face because of all of those logistical pieces And and a lot of people are doing live events right now. They want to host an event. They want to build their community, or they want to be able to reach their audience. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't realize how much goes into that. And so that's what I'm hoping to help provide. Very
0: cool. So, someone reaches out to you and they're like, I want to host an event, Mm -hmm. you know, how does the process kind of flow from there, because like I said, there can be a lot of different things.
1: Absolutely. So, I think first and foremost, it's kind of identifying what the scope of the event is. And so, I'd have a conversation with somebody about what they're hoping to do in terms of their goals. Every event has a different set of goals. like I said, it could be fundraising numbers, or it could be an attendance number, or it could be um, what people leave with afterwards in terms of information or um, next steps. And so those are really important for people to identify and to be able to um, articulate before we even go into planning something. Um, once that's taken place, we can really go um, in a few different directions. I, I give people a different variety of ways to work with me. So some of my clients I am soup to nuts a full-service event planning um, firm where I'm going out and meeting with all the vendors and making sure that I'm negotiating those contracts for them and taking care of everything but there's also more of a done with you or a do-it-yourself type of um, opportunity to work with me and that is where people can say they want to plan their own event but they just need a little bit of hand-holding and so I can really come in and. And sit down with them and look through and plan out the logistics for them and hand them over a a really thoughtful plan that they could just go ahead and execute and give them timelines and kind of um, different vendor opportunities to work with Mm -hmm. Um, and that's just it's a lower cost and for some people who want to plan events on their own especially for entrepreneurs it's definitely a nice opportunity because they get to do it themselves but they also get the peace of mind knowing that I've helped them kind of craft what that experience looks like for them,
0: yeah. yeah. So, how what are the scale of the events usually run? Yeah, um, because like I said I've run a few that were, you know 60 70 people show up, sure, you know, it's a good little event, yeah, but the ones we have planned in the future are considerably Much larger. larger. Like, how do you, yeah, how, how does that typically work for you?
1: Absolutely, so I've done everything from a three to five thousand person event down to a very intimate setting of 18 to 20 people around Mm -hmm. a dinner table so it really depends on what you're looking to get out of it and I would say that um, in terms of those larger scale events that really takes a lot of um, it it takes a lot of collaboration so I'm not doing it myself Um, it either takes you having a um, team of people that I'm working with and a, I'm an active participant and as a part of that team as a contractor mm-hmm. or it takes a volunteer committee uh, those types of things so um, For instance one of my largest events that I'm doing currently is around 1200 people in November And that's that's a lot of logistics going together Yeah, but there's a few different entities that come to the table to help me and I'm definitely leveraging a lot of volunteers as well
0: Yeah, yeah So what's the lead time for a typical event? Yeah. Because you can't call me and be like, hey, next week I need this like 4,000 person, you know, thing going on. (laughs) Yeah,
1: absolutely. I do think that, you know, people have um, differing opinions as to how much lead time you might need. um, And I would say that for a larger scale event, a good six-month lead time is really important. And that's just as a start. Like if you were like, I have to put on this event, six months you probably could get everything taken care of you probably wouldn't get your first choice in terms of venue or maybe even food and beverage but you you'd be able to pull one off um i would totally say in terms of a large scale event you're going to want that 12 to 18 month time frame. I think that that's really important to be able to get all of those logistics planned out ahead of time. And then also you have to think of the marketing plan in terms of a, an event as well. And that takes time too. you want to be able to roll it out and really build that excitement around what you're trying to build. Yeah. So um, I, there are exceptions to the rule always, but I do feel like um, having six months for a large scale event is probably a really great opportunity for you. Um, have I done events on a smaller scale, um, on a shorter timeline? Absolutely. Yeah. And so I think that um, for things like launches and and um, celebration parties and things like that, I think that there is an opportunity to do those in a much shorter scale lead time. But I, the more time you have, the the more well executed it could be. So. Very cool. Yeah.
0: So this is this is fun because, we just hosted an event. Yeah last week, um, so I have all the stuff fresh in my head about I love what, it. what went horribly wrong. Oh, no, um, I'm sure nothing went horribly wrong. Or- oh, I'm sure it went horribly wrong. <laughs> so, like <laughs> so I said, events are fun. Yeah. You can really, especially as an entrepreneur, you can do a lot to build your own reputation Absolutely. and around a lot of these things. Um, <laughs> I can only, oh, my, no, anyway. So... <laughs> Do you have... Let's ask for some advice then. Sure. Like, do you have any advice, tips, tricks, or whatever for getting people to actually show up to an event? Because I had... I started six, seven months out. Yes. Beginning of the year. Yes. And half the list still never showed up. Yes. I'm like, I gave you guys plenty of time, and everyone just... Yeah, never mind. Correct. But... You are not alone.
1: I just want, I will say this to everyone out there in your listening audience. You are not alone if you've planned an event and you are concerned about the number of people coming to Mm -hmm. it. Um, I think that in our society now, it's a last minute type of thing that people are just not as um, keen to sign on to something early. um, Even with some of the promotions that you can offer in terms of early bird or you know sign on early and we'll give you some swag or something like that not all of those things will will help or will actually help you fill that room and so I definitely think that there's a few things that you can do Um, first of all don't get scared if two weeks out from the event you haven't filled your event yet Um, you know especially for a networking event or or something on a smaller scale those people are not looking uh, they might have it on their radar, but they're not going to pull the trigger until probably a week before because they're looking at what else it conflicts with. We have so many different things um, competing for our time right now. Yeah. Um, and then I would say in terms of, of leveraging different opportunities, um, inviting people to to bring a friend to an event, um, giving them an incentive for, for bringing or, or sharing it with other people. I would say any kind of um, JV partnership that you can dream up in terms of, you know, do you have sponsors or vendors or um, other people who are associated with the event that you can have them promote out to their own organizations? I think that those are super important. Um, And then also just um, follow up and follow up often. You know, if there are people that you really want there, to definitely just keep at them to to get there. And then I think in terms of the larger scale events, it's really about discoverability. So, um, for many of my clients, I use Eventbrite even if it's not a paid event, mm. just so that you can have it on a platform that it is discoverable. People are seeing it, yeah. Um, and and it might be um, it might gain you some traction as well.
0: So, mm. mm-hmm. Very yeah. good, like that. Um, i something what I plan for the next year. Yeah. So we have a lot going on within the next year. And I'm like, it's
1: exciting.
0: What do we got going? So this will be fun to talk about as we push forward. Um, so let's start with people who are, want to hold an event. They're scared. Mm-hmm. They don't want to yeah. do it. They're worried about numbers. They're worried about themselves looking dumb. Yes. Like, How do you get through some of this with them?
1: You know, I think that one of the things is that um, it's not any different from any other... Um, business venture is that, that um, you kind of have to go into it and just start doing it um, you have to give yourself permission to do it right and that was something that I've recently been talking about more is that um, even entering into the business field um, as an entrepreneur as opposed to working for somebody else mm-hmm. um, it's definitely been a change for me and I have to give myself that permission so um usually what I'm doing is talking with my clients to really get to the underlying, um, what they find is the underlying reason that they're scared or that any reservations that they might have. It could be budgetary people. Not everyone understands how much it costs to put on an event. Yeah. And, um, I have. For most of my career, I have been putting on champagne, but champagne dreams with beer budgets. So um, I I know a little bit about how to um, manipulate the budget to make it fit the event that you're looking to put on. But a lot of people don't understand the investment upfront. Yeah, and so that's one of the things that I really try and go through and curate um, curate the. The budget to make sure it makes sense for them and then Mm. everything is transparent and upfront and then um, from there It's really about um, What are they nervous about, Mm. you know, is it that they are afraid that no one will show up? That's one of the biggest things is that you plan a party and no one shows up, right? (laughs) Like you're you're by yourself on your birthday, and you're just gonna right sit there and, and eat all the cake by yourself and and Really that's not I don't think that has ever happened i know that it's a fear for everyone but if you have really authentically built an event and you've put it out to the people in your community and um, people want to support you so i do think that that's um i I do think that that's a that's something that you just have to we move through and we talk about and we we keep pushing so um i think that that it works out okay um and then i think The third thing is just not knowing the scope or how um, to really identify what your brand is. Um, Branding for me as a part of an event is so important because I think that from the moment the person discovers your event through whatever the invite is or or however they find you, um, that sets the tone for the rest of everything else. So then from when you've communicated to them um, about the event after they've RSVP'd, to their arrival and how they're greeted, to just the look and the feel of the event. It doesn't have to be over the top and expensive, but it, it should reflect the person and that brand that they're trying to portray. So yeah. those are the types of things that I try and demystify for my clients so that they feel comfortable moving forward. And, and hopefully all the details are taken care of, which is, the biggest part of it right is that they're worried that the details are going to fall by the
0: wayside so yeah yeah. pretty cool Thanks. like it so how do people reach out find some more about you uh, um, and get in contact
1: yeah um you can totally reach me um by going to www.estudio.events or you can find me on um on facebook linkedin um or instagram but facebook and linkedin are probably the best at aaron newhart um and i'm happy to chat with anyone about opportunities to work with you cool
0: awesome well thanks so much for joining me thank you for having
1: me awesome yeah
0: so everybody reach out definitely if you need help planning an event because those are always enjoyable um so everyone be good have a great day and we'll see you next time thanks